I love Sherry Hill, and you will too after you listen to the Sherry Hill Radio Show. Next time on the Sherry Hill Radio Show, I have guest Dale Tate, partner of CFOs to Go. They help companies solve business challenges and provide that 30,000 foot view to help you get to the next level. Tune in every Monday to the Sherry Hill Radio Show. The Sherry Hill Show, Mondays, 11.30 a.m. Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. Thanks for joining our radio show. We have a great guest on our program. Candace Meyer is going to be here, and she is Vice President at Investment Property Exchange services here in northern nevada we're going to talk about a very important element of owning real estate selling real estate i mean it's great to buy real estate but at some point it's about selling real estate and that is when the magic happens however it can go in a lot of direction talk to candace meyer talk about the 1031 exchange that's what we're doing here today on our radio program we'll be back after this Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should, like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes? For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started in the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. Thanks for joining us today. I'm so glad to be with you. Even though it's hot, a hot July in 2021. I'm cool in my house because I have SunTech solar screening. You've seen all about them on the social media, TV stations, and the truth is they actually work. I've had them on my home now for four years, and my home is cooler than ever. My air conditioning bill has actually gone down every year. Who can say that? Living here in northern Nevada over the course of the last four years plus. It's all because of SunTech solar screening. Find out more at the website, solarscreensofreno.com or suntechsolarscreens.com and get all the details. With me in the studio today, Candace Meyer. Candace, welcome to our show. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Peter. Glad to be here. You are extremely active, as you've always been, in the world of real estate. I know you've helped a lot of people in the commercial end, in the multifamily end, people that own investment homes, investment businesses. You've helped people that are looking to buy and sell residential property. But always, to me, when I think of Candace Meyer, I think of your absolute specialty, the 1031 Exchange. How long have you been working with that? Since 1997. 1997. I bet that 1031 Exchange started out like a, what, 531 Exchange and moved up to 8, 9, 1031. No, no, it's always been known as the 1031 Exchange because that's a code on the IRS of the U.S. government. It is. It's been a code of the government since 1921. Since 1921. And has it been a code overall of the government that has been more beneficial to the investor of real estate or more of a challenge? It's absolutely a benefit to real estate investors. So a lot of people are always wondering when they're in the world of real estate, what changes are going to happen? And I know that there's changes every year if the government is involved in any program. But I know that a lot of people that listen to our program, they're considering buying their first piece of investment real estate, their first rental property. And, you know, you have to look at an exit plan. At some point down the road, you want to sell these properties. And at some point, it might be a duplex, a threeplex, 12-story, maybe a commercial complex. People start out small. And then they start moving forward in certain ways. But, you know, you always move in the way that you think about. Mm -hmm. And if you're thinking about moving in one of these directions, well, Candace, tell us, what are the benefits of the 1031 exchange? Right. Well, the 1031 has been a vehicle for the movement of investment real estate for, obviously, you know, (laughs) 
quite some time, 1921. So what, what it is is a benefit to the person that wants to make a change. You know, let's say I did start small. Let's say I had a little uh, mom-and-pop rental. I, I owned a rental property, and then maybe I want to make a change. Maybe I just want to change where I own property. I want to own in a different state. Maybe I want to own closer to my kids. Maybe I want to own closer to my family in another state. Or maybe I think another state's going to give me a better rate of return on my rental. So it's for the mom and pop that does that. It's for the big commercial investor that has decided that they want to either make a change from one commercial investment to another. We have a tremendous amount of movement right now between California and Nevada. Tremendous movement, both of residential and commercial real estate coming in and out of California and Nevada, both northern and southern Nevada, is experiencing um, a ton of activity coming in and out of California. And then we also have investors using 1031 Exchange to move out of the state of Nevada with their investments and going into areas that have a higher rate of return, like the Midwest or the Southeast, where you've got a lower-priced property and they're, they're returning, you know, 7 8 9% on the cap rate so that they're getting a better return on the cash that they have invested in these properties. So it's been a long time and it's still a great uh, investment tool. Candace Myers, our guest, Vice President of Investment Property Exchange Services. Candace, I love the fact that the 1031 exchange is something that investors in real estate can consider no matter what state they live in currently or are thinking about moving to in the future or wherever they're interested in buying real estate, the 1031 exchange can play a very important part in that investment when it comes time to sell. And if you're just getting into the world of real estate, I can guarantee you you're going to be the most successful if you begin now to think about when it's going to be time to sell because that's really what it's all about. And a lot of people think when it's time to sell, you cash in. You give me all the dough, and I lead my life, and then the government comes after me. And that's basically <laughs> what happens, I think, if you don't do something like a 1031 exchange. I'm not telling you there's another vehicle that's better. I don't know of one. However, if there was, Candace would know about it. She is our expert today. Candace, the 1031 exchange, the benefits to young people getting into business now thinking mm -hmm. about selling down the road. Talk about right. that. Well, it's still probably the most beneficial tool for a federal tax code. Whether you're a new investor or a seasoned investor, if you are still in an acquisition phase and you're, gathering, you're, you're, you're buying properties up, it's good to know that in the future when you do have capital gains in that property and should you decide to make a change, that the 1031 is a vehicle there for you. And currently, like I said, it is federal tax code, but it is currently honored by all 50 states. What I find interesting about the 1031 exchange, Candace, is this. Most of the people that are new to the business that hear a little bit about the 1031 exchange, they think it's about the end part of your business ownership cycle. Okay, what do I do? Instead of cashing in now, there's something called the 1031 exchange. All my life, I have been buying and selling investment property and buying and selling investment property, and now I got here. And now, this is the time for the 1031 exchange? Did I make the right move waiting this long? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, a lot of my customers are um, up in years. They own a lot of property with a lot of equity. Uh, Oh, I'd say probably over half of my customers resemble that. But then I also have the very young investors who just started out. Maybe they bought some raw land and it's gone up in value by fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars. Um, and they call me and say, "Well, I don't really want to pay capital gains on that. What are my choices, Candace?" And you know, there's the young investor, there's the seasoned investor, and then when you get to that point where you're done investing. I call it the divester. <laughs> if you're ready to invest and divest and pay the taxes, then apparently that happens. And apparently that happens in 80% of uh, the time. The 1031, uh, I was re reading on some uh, uh, talking points because they are looking at trying to make changes federally to 1031. But um, apparently 80% uh, of the exchangers that do an exchange sell that property within 15 years and pay the taxes. So Candace it's Meyer, it's just really fascinating that 
I, I'm talking to you about the ways to get out of that investment and move forward, but are there people, are there ways to use the 1031 exchange to grow your portfolio from a young start as you're moving and buying and selling? You, can you 1031 exchange, leap into a bit better property, 1031 exchange, and kind of leapfrog up the pyramid? <laughs> can you do that? Absolutely. I talked to a young man in Las Vegas that did exactly that. He inherited $5,000 from his grandmother, uh-huh. and within five years, turned it into $15,000 net income on the properties that he had invested in every year or two with 1031. He bought, uh, reconditioned, rented the property out for two years, and then did a 1031 and bought three in replacement. Over a five-year period, he was then making $15,000 a month. The value value of properties not only is the land and the building and the real estate part, but it's the cash flow as well when you're looking so, at a lot, yeah. some investment property. Mm-hmm. And it seems like in the last couple of years, it's both gone up, gone up. It has and it hasn't. You know, for those that already had property, Peter, especially in Nevada, um, you know, the cash flow is a pretty good situation. But those coming in and those, some folks considering moving their investment out of the state because the the amount of rent you can get for the property that you're buying now, and since our prices have gone up so much, your rate of return has gone down. So on the new investors, although we have plenty of new investors coming into Nevada, their rate of return is less than it was, say, even five years ago. As long as it's on the positive side, though, for a lot mm-hmm. of people, the idea is to get started oh, yeah. and get momentum. The challenge is that when you get started this way, things can be so thin the one little incident, be it political, medical, weather, can totally upset your plants. Ask what <laughs> happened in 2020. In What we all went through was probably the most challenging year of my life, other than the year before I was born, Candace. I remember it well. That was back in 54. I was born in 55, but back in 54, I remember just, I could feel from my mother's thoughts that I would someday be on this radio show talking to you about the 1031 <laughs> exchange and saying I have 55 seconds more to go in this segment. It's all coming together like a good dream. The 1031 exchange is really still kind of a magic formula for an investor. Oh, it is, definitely. And, you yeah. know, there's so many people that think they know everything, Candace. Everybody has all the owners. I talk to them every day. Yeah, you know, the, <laughs> I, the, you know there's so, so many geniuses in my world now. Mm-hmm. Einsteins, I used to right. call them, right? But no, I, way more than I do, <laughs> yes. But still, there's nothing like boots on the ground. And I guess it was when I was watching the Financial Channel recently and watching the stock market tick. And there was an investment advisor talking about where technology is going and the histories and what the recommendations are. And here's the analysis and here are the comparison charts. It all made sense except that the person was about 26 years old. (laughs) And I'm thinking, you know, they're talking about the stock market back after the stock market crash of 29 and what has happened since then. And so there's one thing about giving analysis and advice, but there's also the element of experience and emotional experience. Example, I lost a lot of money in the crash of 1987, Mm -hmm. Black Friday. I lost a lot of money in the dot-com crash in 2000. I know what it feels like to lose money in the stock market. Mm -hmm. And it was all kind of crazy, and it was all because I pretty well knew everything then. As I learn (laughs) and know less, I actually make better decisions. Candace Meyer is one of those decisions. She's with us on the radio. We'll be back after this. Remember the heat from last summer? Remember how the sun can damage your flooring, furniture, and window coverings? Energy efficiency meets style and comfort when you get SunTech Solar Screening for your windows or sliding doors. You get more comfort and you save money with SunTech. Call for a free estimate, 352-9396. Get SunTech Solar Screening, 352-9396. Or go online, suntechsolarscreens.com. Call SunTech Solar Screening. We're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio and join myself today, day one of July 2021. I think it's always good to start the month off on a good note. And today, a great way to start off the month is talking about the 1031 Exchange with my guest in the studio, Candace Meyer. Candace, I'm glad you're here with us today. Thank you for having me, Peter. Are you enjoying the warm, warm weather this year? 
in 2021? Uh, no, I'm not. I, it, it's too warm for me. It's too warm last year, too. Remember in the summer mm -hmm. when I was freezing? Yeah. <laughs> that might help you a little bit. I might feel yeah. better when I think about that because well, it gets so cold sometimes for a very short amount of time, just like it gets hot sometimes in northern Nevada for oh, kind of a short amount of time. Yeah, but hit, hitting August temperatures in June is just not my idea of fun. But, you know, I'm not complaining because at least we're we're made for it. We've got air conditioning. We have, you know, it's not like the, the Pacific Northwest where they don't, I mean, what is it, 80% of the houses don't have air conditioning and they're getting hit with 104 temperatures. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. right. So now at that, least we're prepared. I moved to Reno, Nevada from Tucson, Arizona. Mm, and yeah. our highs there were, you know, many times in the high, mm -hmm. 1 to 18, 119. Lived all around the state, in fact. Hit the 20s, 126 once, 124 a couple of times. And, you know, once you get about 120 and above, your brain gets kind of numb. You don't really know it's that hot yet, but some point you're, you're hoping it's one more degree hotter today, in fact, than tomorrow so you can break the record. But it's not like that in Reno. It's beautiful here. The evenings are so cool, and I'm really enjoying still living and doing what I do in northern Nevada, talking about real estate. And also we were talking about the other thing I do, which is a beekeeper. I am a beekeeper, and I am talking about promoting the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. Already it's time to think about it. Feb 25 and 26 of 2022, around the corner, is the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference in beautiful Yarrington, Nevada. The good folks of Lyon County and the city of Nevada are welcoming you to this year's events. I'll be there again. It's always fun to learn about beekeeping, the world of bees, and I love honey. Candace. I wow. like to study honey. That's awesome. And everywhere I travel to, guess where uh -huh. I go? I go to beekeeping apiaries <laughs> where they sell honey so I can try and compare honeys. That's neat. A lot of fun. I love honey. You know, it is one of the healthiest foods in the world. Yeah, it is. Know any friends? If you'd like to check it out, Candace, this year, Feb 25 and 26 in Yarrington, Nevada, the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. Candace and I are talking about the 1031 Exchange. It's one of the critical tools of the real estate investment world. And I believe, as I said early in the show, a lot of folks think of 1031 exchanges where you would think about this vehicle, this tool, toward the end of your real estate career. I am suggesting you think about the importance of the 1031 exchange early in your investment property career because it may well be a great pole vault to the next level and continue to go to the next level with one pole. Just Absolutely. keep moving that pole like you're moving real estate. Everything is about moving real estate. Candace, when it comes down to, my mother used to say this as I was a little boy, she'd say everything is about moving money. Money's got to move. And I, I, I took that literally when she was giving me a quarter, and I was so <laughs> glad to get it, and I said, thanks. And she always said, money's got to move. Wow. And you know what I, what I found out she meant later? It's got to move back to her, too. <laughs> said, Remember yeah. when I moved your way? I pay mom back. That's right. <laughs> uh, not really. It was a lot of fun. But, you know, my mom always did keep that in my head, and I still think it's true today. So that's the reason real estate moves. It's the money that's moving real estate, but it all kind of move in tandem. Mm -hmm. And amazing how active, how much movement there is in real estate today in 2021, Candace, despite everything we've been through, despite this COVID virus, the prices of homes have continued if not to accelerate even more because of it. Who knew that a pandemic would explode real estate, Peter? And that that was the big um, head scratcher for me back in March of 2020 when the whole COVID thing blew up for our country. And in about three, well, within about three weeks, it was dead, uh, I mean, just dead as a doornail. Nobody moving, nobody calling, nothing happening. Real estate just came to a screeching halt. And then within three to four weeks after that, all you know what broke loose. We're, real estate is ridiculously hot right now. And 1031 Exchange is even hotter. All the investors trying to make movement, you know, either within a state where they are or from one state to another, um, just massive movement across the country. We talk about that on the residential side. Many people are looking at the values of homes in Nevada as compared to the homes in other states. We also look not only at that, but we look at the amount of income it takes in your work. If you live in a certain state, how much percentage of your income does it take to live 
in a different state? Right. How many dollars does it take by comparison? Nevada is one of the highest. California is way up there. So people are fleeing away from Nevada. They want to take their business, keep their business, and that's always their concern, as is pending changes. So mm -hmm. let's talk about that. What are the big, yeah. big things people are talking about? with the 1031 exchange? Well, the big movement is, uh, uh, California, of course, is, is massively moving investment property into Nevada. Um, our prices still continue to be below California prices, uh, especially the southern part of the state. Now, northern California is more similar to what we have here, but southern California is still, you know, way higher in real estate values than we are. So we've got a lot of folks doing 1031s and a lot of folks moving from California to Nevada. So that's... Yeah, okay. yeah, all was happening. And then, you know, within Nevada, we have people selling in Nevada and making changes in Nevada. Now, pause right there. Yeah. They're selling in Nevada. Do you suppose they might be selling to Californians? You know, um, most of them are, especially the higher dollar things. Or mm -hmm. Yeah, we've got a lot of California all buyers. Right, so we know where the, absolutely we know where no the flow is coming. That's okay. where the money is coming from. All right. But there are people selling in Nevada and buying in Nevada. We've got people selling in Reno and buying in Las Vegas. We have people selling maybe one or two and buying in Reno because Las Vegas, a lot of people are surprised to know, your Las Vegas real estate prices are uh, quite a bit less expensive than they are in the north. Sure. And uh, so a lot of movement within Nevada to Nevada, from California to Nevada. Every now and then there's someone selling in Nevada and buying in California. That is a rarity. But I do have a handful of folks that are doing that. I'm going to suggest to the Reno City Council <laughs> that we change the name of our city from Reno, Nevada to Reno, California. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Would it be Reno, California, Nevada? You see, that's what it be. It's a joke. <laughs> but that's really what we have here. We have the Californication of Reno. Oh, yeah. No, there's a lot of California buyers coming I love in. California. Absolutely. My wife is from California. You know, yeah. She's a native of California. I tell her that every time I say anything that would be in any way disparaging to anyone. Well, I live My mother-in-law lives yeah. in California. I, I live here because I love California. So <laughs> never get me wrong, California. I love California. Yeah. However, uh, you know, the real estate and the economy changes. I'm just saying what's evident. I'm not, oh, yeah. It's not in a derogatory. It's just what I see evident. Mm -hmm. If you have a better viewpoint, Ian, you just tell me. Cadence, you tell me too. But that's, I think that's pretty much it. Mm -hmm. The reason I know this is this. I know a lot of people that have left California for the reason that I'm talking about, for the activities that are going on right now. They just are what they are. And they're ending up in places like Arkansas. Yes. Missouri. Tennessee. Texas. Texas. Arizona. Uh, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. And it is incredible. And the reasons is because of opportunities. And the way that we work in 2021 is so different from the way we worked in 2019. Yeah. So the whole way that people commute and work and generate incomes now, it's much more acceptable mm -hmm. to do things in a digital world. You know, before right. it was I never deal, dealt with anybody digitally oh, yeah. because it was too dangerous. I only oh, saw yeah. people face to face. Well, that, if I'd have done that, I would have been mm -hmm. cut off for about a year. Yeah. But suddenly we all know this is just a new way of communication, but it also is a new way of work. And I think more and more people are going to be finding ways to turn their homes into businesses. Oh, yes. And maybe yeah. work out of their mobile home, their manufactured home, their RV. They are a service provider. It's the knowledge in the head that really counts. Just read about a family doing that just yesterday. Mm -hmm. A young family with three kids sold their house, sold their rental house and their house, bought an RV. They're driving around the country. She has a couple blogs, and uh, they make money off their blogs and the advertising that, that goes on. With you know, that, yeah, I like that. Family of five. What a great way to get yeah. an education Speaking on geography, yeah. <laughs> on U.S. history, uh -huh. uh, on you know different cultures within it's our fascinating. own country. Yeah, it would be a fascinating way. And it seems that not long ago that was a little quirky, but nowadays I think people look at those kinds of of ways as kind of new a new age way of living, not only of getting educated but of living. Just like I have found a new age way of living myself mm -hmm. on the radio, in the digital world. It's like we, we have another universe. Our digital universe 
is now one of our really most important new elements of this generation. I, I like to say we now live in a technocracy. We are basically owned, governed, and decisions are made on, in communication by Facebook, Amazon, and Google. My name is Peter Padilla, your host on Nevada Real Estate Radio. I'm talking to Candace Myers Robot. Candace is a 1031 <laughs> exchange expert. She's busy in the field, but a robot is here talking just like Candace. And I'm enjoying our conversation because the 1031 is such a critical part of real estate investing. I asked you a question, uh, and I haven't let you talk because I'm just so excited. And about I forgot the, the question. Show. I was so excited hearing you talk. <laughs> I don't remember what you even asked me. We are going to talk about the benefits to new investors and then oh, the pending right. changes that are coming for people that are already in the world of investing. They've used the 1031 exchange and they're looking at their next options coming up. They're probably busy running businesses and doing other things. What they do, maybe a truck driving operation, maybe a real estate management operation, maybe whatever kind of business. If you own investment property and the 1031 exchange has helped you get where you're going, you've got to keep up. We'll be back with more after this. Hello, I'm Brian Cushing, Senior Loan Officer at Guild Mortgage. Join me and the rest of the Nevada Real Estate Radio team. I love talking about my specialty, the mortgage world, and how we help families in Northern Nevada accomplish their dreams of home ownership. Make sure you totally understand before you sign on the dotted line. Tune in to Nevada Real Estate Radio, Thursday, 3 p.m., Nevada Real Estate Radio. Guild Mortgage Company is an equal housing lender. Company NMLS number 3274. NV Banker number 1076. NV Broker number 1141. Brian Cushing NMLS number 303045. Telephone number 775-453-0345. Located in 6990 South McCarran Boulevard, Suite 200. Reno, Nevada 89509. All loans subject to underwriter approval. Terms and conditions may apply. Subject to change without notice. Candace Myers, my guest on Nevada Real Estate Radio. We're talking about the 1031 exchange. Uh, it's a busy, busy time in the world of commercial and investment real estate, just like it is in residential real estate. Prices have hit an all-time high across the country. The median home price is now just over 350000 if you just look at all the, all the states combined. If you look at just Nevada, northern Nevada specifically, you're over $500,000 for the median home price. Well, what do you think that does to everything else, including the cost of investment property, the value of investment property, the cost of getting into owning an investment property? Candace Meyer is with us to talk about all of that and the good times that you can have in the world of real estate when you work on the 1031 exchange. I would think typically this part of real estate would be a positive part about the real estate world, right? It's about a movement, things getting better, moving up. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, you know, it's good for investors that already had property. It's good for the investors coming in from out of state with money. Um, it's a little tough for the new home, well, I should say the the first-time home buyer. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it has been becoming increasingly tough for them. Yeah. Yeah, well, um, when you live in prosperous communities in prosperous mm -hmm. times, yeah. there's a cost for that prosperity. I remember looking at some of the history books, some of the costs of living around some of the gold rush era camps mm. and cities well. and the silver cities when they were booming. And, I mean, it was very, very expensive to mm -hmm. live there. And in a way, we're kind of going through a big boom in northern Nevada, I think. We are going through a boom in all of Nevada. Las Vegas is just as blistering as we are here. And I don't mean in a heat sense. I mean in terms of real estate, mm -hmm. it is moving quickly, it's moving fast, and they are running out of inventory as well. So there's all the more reason to think about this incredible tool. Let's mm -hmm. talk about some more of the things in the news about the Yeah, I wanted to talk about how, you know, the new administration is looking at making changes in 1031. This is not anything new. The new administration always looks at making changes for tax, and every new administration tries to chip away or do something with 1031 exchange. So what the Biden administration is doing right now with their tax proposal um, and including some changes to 1031 is not unusual. However, um, it is short-sighted. And as usual, the, the, the folks looking to make changes to tax code that affect real estate don't necessarily look at the big picture. And I was talking to you earlier, Peter, about this difference between what is actually 
generated by 1031. You know, I, I've been doing real estate since 1993, 1031 since 97, and it's always been my premise that real estate moves the economy. Mm -hmm. When real estate moves, the economy's healthy. When real estate moves, people go to work. Um, there's jobs generated from the movement of real estate. And there's been some studies done because the administration trying to make changes to 1031. There's a couple studies. I'm going to refer to Ernst and Young, where they looked at a $9.3 billion decrease in the gross domestic product if 1031 was taken away or decreased. That's a $9.3 billion decrease in the gross domestic product. And the, the, the study actually backs all that up with all the, the statistics that they have. So Ernst and Young, I've heard of them before they've been in Ernst business. Ernst and Young, and then Biden, okay, their Biden administration is looking to increase their coffers by $1.95 billion a year in the next 10 years. Well, that's counteracted by a $9.3 billion decrease in the gross domestic product if they take 1031 away. Why? Because the movement of real estate moves the economy and it creates jobs. And I wanted to say this about jobs because people always go, well, what do you mean, Candace? I'm just going to say what I mean. Okay, movement of real estate. Here we go. Employment directly and indirectly supported by exchanges includes jobs for skilled tradesmen, architects, designers, building material suppliers, movers, building maintenance and cleaning staff, security staff, landscapers, qualified intermediaries, just a piece of that, real estate brokers, big piece of that, title insurers, huge piece of that, settlement agents across the country where attorneys are used to move real estate, accountants, lenders, property inspectors, appraisers, surveyors, insurers, contractors, by encouraging the reinvestment of capital and stimulating the movement of real estate, that creates jobs. And then there's taxes that those people pay, all sales those income tax, taxes income tax. and sales. Mm -hmm. You know, when they look at what real estate actually generates when it moves, it's absolutely counterintuitive to take away a tool that encourages the movement of real estate like 1031 exchange. Sometimes, Candace, you know that people, when they want something, they ask for the earth, the moon, and the stars, when in reality, they only want the earth, the moon, and the stars. They're willing to settle for less. They really are. Is that maybe what's going on here? with what the administration is proposing because it seems so obvious that to change the 1031 exchange, eliminate it essentially, would be such a loss to the U.S. economy. The small benefit in savings, uh, it just doesn't make sense. Perhaps there's more than I know. Is there more behind the scenes? Well, Peter, you're, you're, I don't know, I want to say maybe rose-colored glasses, but... <laughs> I've got whatever kind of colored glasses I, I you I honestly want. think that what happens is that the people making changes, the mm -hmm. people making law, the people proposing law, don't always understand the far-reaching consequences of the laws they pass. Yes. Well, a great example is, is back, back in the, er, you know, back in the downturn of events, when we had a downturn in real estate back in the 2007, 2008, and the Nevada legislature passed a very strict law about um, foreclosures mm -hmm. and that uh, the last person to sign off uh, before the foreclosure happened had to be absolutely positively sure every single thing was in order or they could risk a three-year jail sentence or be jailed for fraud or mm -hmm. fined you know, ridiculous amounts of money. Well, foreclosures came to a screeching halt. Mm -hmm. And then we had a bunch of stagnation. And, and the, the, the thing that happened in Nevada ended up putting us in a position of the worst place to invest in real estate in the country because of this law that was passed that nobody understood the far-reaching consequences that it would have. It's just amazing the kind of control, Candace, that the government can have on our daily lives. What I'm suggesting is the government is very, very wise in their moves and maneuvers. Take the administration that we have today, wherever, however it got or whichever one it is, in fact. You don't get to be the head of a country like the United States without being extremely intelligent, forward-thinking, clever in many ways, and really aware of everything that you do. I'm suggesting that some of these moves might well be, in fact, Candace, from my perspective, ways to slow down 
the real estate activities. <laughs> Look, if that's what oh, yeah. I wanted to do, if my oh, intent was to slow down mm -hmm. real estate activity, there's too much going on. Take away 1031 and let's just crash the economy. Oh. <laughs> Or I've got a couple of other options for you. What would you like yeah. to? Would you like to consider either one? I don't know. I think we fundamentally disagree on this one. But well, then again, I mean, like you said, if you wanted to put the brakes on real estate, look. The thing um, is, the person that knows what's going on is really the person that is in the driver's seat more than anything. Because a lot of times, I think maneuvers and changes are made so that the rules of the game are changed. But if you keep up with those changes. Many times, as an investor in the rules of real estate investing, you can still forge ahead and many times find that the new changes might even turn out to be an advantage at it's some point. It's always possible, uh, you know, with change, but the, the thing that I've lived and learned is that the markets tend to correct themselves um, without intervention, mm -hmm. and sometimes intervention creates more of a problem than a help. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there, I'm sure there are things on the flip side of that, which is what you're pointing to. Um, but I just hate to see real estate get hurt. And so, absolutely, yeah, I want to see it be healthy. Mm -hmm. If it needs to slow down, that's great. Um, just don't see that tampering with 1031 is a good way to do it. And guys, I'm, you know, if they took it away tomorrow, I'd find something else to do. It's not because... I'm interested in keeping up my 1031 work. Much as I enjoy 1031 work and have been doing it for almost 24 years, I'll move on to something else if they take it away. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's not an issue. Mm -hmm. An issue for me is how well will the economy fare with $9.3 billion less in gross domestic product? Is there support from a national organization, the National Real Estate Association perhaps? in will, their yeah. concern, their discussion with the administration about the 1031 exchange? 31 organizations, to be exact. They represent a broad spectrum of the real estate industry, the commercial real estate, multifamily, industrial, real estate investment trust, agricultural, timber, conservation organizations, qualified intermediaries, which is what we are, title insurance folks, lenders, and financial planners all signed a letter to the uh, committee heads and members of the Ways and Means Committee and Senate Finance Committee on a national level explaining to them some of these factors about 1031. Very heavily, uh, very heavily lobbied and the coalition is, is very, very strong in trying to keep the government from making a mistake like this. Candace, for the people that are first now hearing about this proposed legislation to change the 1031 exchange, and you'd like to have someone be able to voice their concern to the property, to the proper authorities, what is the best way to do that? You can go on to our website, ipx1031.com forward slash action, and you can actually send a letter to your congressperson. The key is the forward slash action. <laughs> I love that. Candace Meyer is our guest. She is with IPX 1031, known as Investment Property Exchange Services, Inc., located here, right here in northern Nevada. All of your contact information, Candace, is up on our website, nevadarealestateradio.com. I'm hoping you can hang on for one more segment. I've got more things to talk about, and I love the 1031 Exchange. Can you hang on? Thanks, Peter. I'm here. Okay, back after this. Natakwa. Natakwa News, the original, entertaining, informative, and historic publication. Natakwa News is a community newspaper with good news, history, travel, and fun. Natakwa News is delivered to the north slopes of the Sierra Nevada throughout Nevada and California. It's a delightful experience of yesteryear. The articles are outstanding, and the illustrations bring the stories to life. Fun for all ages. Natakwa News. Pick up your copy today. Natakwa. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should, like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes? For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. 
If you want to get started in the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. I love Sherry Hill, and you will too after you listen to the Sherry Hill Radio Show. Next time on the Sherry Hill Radio Show, I have guest Dale Tate, partner of CFOs to Go. They help companies solve business challenges and provide that 30,000-foot view to help you get to the next level. Tune in every Monday to the Sherry Hill Radio Show. The Sherry Hill Show, Mondays, 1130 a.m. My name is Peter Padilla, your host on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Always good to keep up with what's happening in the world of real estate today. Candace Meyer is our guest. We're talking about the 1031 exchange and how critical it is to the world of investment properties and business ownership. But I think, Candace, a lot of people, they, they get started early in their life by buying a home. It's kind of like, I think, the first step toward owning investment property because from there you can actually, as many times, see the value of real estate. What do you think of that idea? Absolutely. When I look recently at what is going on here in our northern Nevada market, the median home price between Reno and Sparks is over $500,000. If you narrow it down just to Reno, Nevada, the median home price is $550,000. Crazy. So I say to myself, gee, all of my friends in Arkansas and Alabama aren't complaining about the high home prices. Maybe I should compare. <laughs> well, you know what? I realize that it's even more than that. It's about how much money do you need to make in your state to live in the median home price, which right now looks like around $550,000. Candace, the latest survey I saw from how much is $73,120. That's what your annual income has to be to be able to go out and afford a median home. That's with a 10% down 30-year mortgage. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know a lot of my young connections that are earning $73,120 yet, but I thought to myself, that must be hard for my good buddy in Arkansas. I looked over to the map and <laughs> right. I said, how much do you need to earn in Arkansas right. uh, to, earn, to live in the median home, priced mm -hmm. home there? Uh, it's $41,040. That's all move. 41000 that's almost half. <laughs> right. And then I thought, you know, a friend of mine just left Lodi. Been mm. there a long time, had a high-tech job mm. in San Jose. Moved to Oklahoma. I'm wondering why. I looked at the median home price or the salary rather needs to, needed to live to buy the median home in Oklahoma. $45,000. Yeah, that's amazing. So if you're able to make the same money in California and then move to Oklahoma and make the same money that you had made before because you're digital now mm -hmm. and you want to buy a median home price because you had the same median home price home in California, it would compare a difference, well, compare this. California, $120,000 median home price. Oklahoma, $45,000 median home price. You're earning the same money, Candace. Remember, right. same company, you've just gone digital. That means you have an increase in your salary of approximately $75,000 a year. Right, yeah. How'd you like to get a raise like that? Yeah, there's a lot of people making that move, Peter. There's people moving from uh, and, and doing the, the you know, uh, telecommuting is what that was called back in the day. And now that people realize you don't have to be in the office to be productive, and some of the management companies are realizing that. I read an article today that said 41% of the people that um, are no longer doing work in the office for their employer are thinking of leaving that employer and going elsewhere because they don't want to go back into an office. Yeah, they've realized. 41%. Okay, mm -hmm. so then, and then there's about 80% of the employers that are thinking of allowing their people to continue to do the virtual workplace, which means you can live anywhere. You can live in Arkansas or Tennessee or the yeah. places where it costs a lot less to live. You bet. Yeah. A lot of young people are discovering these other states. Mm -hmm. And now we're seeing huge increases of young people looking to move for a variety of reasons to a variety of states that you wouldn't normally think about. Right. Okay, this we're going to cover those top states. Number five coming in as the fifth most popular state, Pittsburgh, PA. Amazing. Amazing. More than 22% of the population is between the ages of 25 and 34, the highest rate of the top 10 cities. Median earnings for full-time workers 
are more than 51300 Monthly rents run about $1,000, so most workers spend less than 24% of their pre-tax earnings on housing. That's pretty inexpensive. Who would have thought of Pittsburgh, PA? How about number four, St. Louis, Missouri? St. Louis, Missouri mm -hmm. is 43rd lowest estimated cost of living. It's only about $20,300. And when you move up to number three, Cincinnati, Ohio, it's a very affordable city for young professionals to live in. And the estimated cost of living in this area is $19,700. It's the 23rd lowest in the study. So young people looking for great opportunities and low costs of living. Number two is Minneapolis, Minnesota. Imagine that has the 11th highest percentage of population between ages 25 and 34 and the highest, the 12th highest labor force of population for young professionals. More and more people are moving to the number one city of choice, Candace, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Wow. I would think a lot of attorneys would want to start out there. <laughs> Sioux Falls is a great place to live. It ranks as the top city in the top 20 cities in nine metrics considered it has the second lowest of tw unemployment in January 2021. It has the seventh highest concentration of entertainment establishments and the fifth lowest median rent as a percentage of full-time workers' earnings. It's only 22.33%. Imagine that, Candace. You're still making 100 grand plus that you used to earn when you lived in Lodi, <laughs> and now you're moving to Sioux Falls. Right. Can you imagine the difference in your lifestyle? No, the difference in temperature. You know it. And so more and more, it, it's, there's just a lot of things. Now, the wise real estate investor, the wise homeowner that's thinking about moving, you know, there's a lot of reasons why people might want to move. So let's say that the reason you want to move from Reno is to get away from all the traffic. Hmm. Get away yeah. from all the growth. Go to some of the places where you know that's not happening. It's a very easy solution, Candace. All you have to look at is my list of 25 top places for young professionals. That's where everybody is moving. Interesting. When you're looking to move away from that kind of lifestyle, mark these cities off your list. Go elsewhere because <laughs> you're going to find, in all likelihood, areas where the cost of living, the cost of rent is even lower. We were talking about my buddy who lives in Arkansas. None of these top 10 cities that are encouraging to move to their city are located in Arkansas. That means you're not going to see a lot of growth there if you're looking for an area to live that is going to be relatively stable because you like the way it is. These are the areas to look for, and many times it's what you avoid that gets you in the direction you're going. How about that philosophy, Candy? Well, I think that that has some merit. I think if people want to invest, and they can't afford to invest where they are, that they should invest where they either want to be or where they can get a good return on their dollar. It's always been said that people move, what, about every five years? It's moved up to about seven or eight years now, it's maybe approaching 10. It is approaching moving, 10. People right. aren't moving quite as much, but the fact is they're still moving. At yeah. some point, you're going to move. And at some point, things are going to move faster, just like right now they're moving a little bit slower as far as the time frame some people move. There will come times when people will start moving again Everything changes all the time. Candace, just like you were talking about the movement of real estate, it's the way and the timing that real estate moves that's the most critical. It doesn't move in a consistent flow. No. It ebbs and flows. It's up and down. It has The real estate market doesn't remain the same. And we all know that it's going to change. After this flurry of frenetic activity, um, there will be a slowdown. We just don't quite know when, and we don't know quite know how or why it'll happen. I thought it was honest when COVID exploded. Mm -hmm. um, but like I said, it, that, that lull only lasted about three weeks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And now everybody is frantically busy, with the exception of the Pacific Northwest United States. Um, the rest of the country is just in frantic, crazy real estate mode. It really is. And I think what people are trying to do is figure out how to live, how to enjoy, how to get max benefit. And, you know, so many times we get tied down by real estate. I'm hoping they'll come back for a future segment, Candace, because one of the things that I'm focusing on for some of our radio shows is talking about what people, retirees, are going to do with their life when they mm -hmm. retire from their business or sell their business and then they move on. And one of the things I have encouraged people to consider is to be a business owner out of an RV. 
And by being right. a business owner of an RV, you can live wherever you want. You've got to read that story about that young family, family um, of five. Tell me about that yeah. family of five on that next, or send me back, <laughs> Candace. You know what? I'm sure many people want to hear about that story. What is the best way to reach you to find out more about the world? 775-721-4190. And we'll have all your contact information yep. on our website, NevadaRealEstateRadio.com. I think it's never too late to start a business and never too late to take advantage of the business. I'm hoping to retire from my business at some point in the future and start a new business, literally out of an RV, literally in other states, and my world will Where be Where will traveling. you be stay if you're in an RV? These are mobile bees, and more and more <laughs> bees, it's true, are migrant bees. <laughs> migrant bees, they get on a bus, a cheap bus ticket to, and then they go pollinate the almond, or as they say in almond country, almond. The Ammon Fields. Ammon Fields. And the bees play a very important role in so much part of agriculture. They're critical. So there are ways, Candace, but time is short and we're having a great time on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Thanks for joining us Thank today. Thank you for having me, Peter. We'll be back with more next week. Until then, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, Bye. everybody. You have been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to peter at nevadarealestateradio.com. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should, like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes? For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started in the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. Remember the heat from last summer? Remember how the sun can damage your flooring, furniture, and window coverings? Or go online, suntechsolarscreens.com. Call Suntech Solar Screening. I love Sherry Hill, and you will too after you listen to the Sherry Hill Radio Show. Next time on the Sherry Hill Radio Show, I have guest Dale Tate, partner of CFOs to Go. They help companies solve business challenges and provide that 30,000 foot view to help you get to the next level. Tune in every Monday to the Sherry Hill Radio Show. The Sherry Hill Show, Mondays, 1130 a.m.